Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is Achilles Chapter 2 when Achilles goes to war, as retold by Nick Ponticus. Brought to you by Holiday Whispers, your bespoke and personal holiday plan. Visit holidaywhispers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free. So get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out burstproud.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's get on with the story now where Achilles goes to war. In the previous chapter, we found out how Odysseus, Nestor and Ajax arrived and asked for Achilles' help in the Trojan War. Achilles brought a fleet of 50 or 60 ships to join his fellow Greeks at Aulis. He was 15 years old at that time. The winds were not favorable for the fleet to sail and much time was wasted, making the gathered armies restless. The seer Calchas then lied, using Achilles' name. He told the Greek leader Agamemnon that the gods would only cooperate if he was to sacrifice his daughter, Iphigenia. He tricked his daughter by telling her to sail to Aulis, as she was to be married to Achilles, who naturally was unaware of Agamemnon's scheming. Just as Iphigenia was about to be sacrificed, however, the goddess Artemis substituted a deer in her place and she escaped. The Greek fleet was then able to sail to war. Thetis had warned Achilles that the first Greek to land on Trojan soil would die, so Achilles was able to avoid that. It was unlucky Protesilos who was first to land and he soon died, but not before first dispatching a number of Trojans. The wall of Troy were heavily fortified and the Trojans had stocked up tremendous stores of supplies so the siege lasted 10 years. During that time, Achilles sacked and pillaged a number of surrounding cities, including the islands of Tenedos and Lesbos, and the cities of Thebes, Antandros, Andramentium, Lyrnesus, reaching very far to the south, and taking also Chime, Phokia, Smyrna, Clazomene, and Colophon. King Agamemnon insulted a seer of Apollo, who had come to claim his daughter, Crassus, who was kidnapped by the Achaeans or the Greeks. To punish the king, Apollo brought a terrible pestilence upon the army and many Greek warriors died, until the seer Calchas claimed that it was Agamemnon's pride which brought this evil upon the Greeks. Still, Agamemnon chose to insult the seer also, but announced that he would give up his claim to the girl. To show who was boss, however, he took away Bryces, was Achilles' current sweetheart. This put Achilles into a deep funk, and he refused to fight. 
instead wasting away in his tent while his army of Myrmidons idled their time away. Then the Trojans realized that Achilles and his Myrmidons had withdrawn from the battle, they became emboldened by the great warrior's absence, and they launched a series of raids against the Greeks, inflicting severe losses. At Thetis's urging, Zeus permitted this to happen, in order that the Greeks would once again honor Achilles and realize how indispensable to them he truly was. As time went on and the Trojans became more and more dangerous, Agamemnon came to his senses and agreed to appease Achilles' wrath. And it is for that purpose that he offered him the seven tripods, the seven women, the seven cities and many other gifts including the untouched prices, according to Agamemnon. But Achilles was too hurt and no gift of wealth would sway him to rejoin the battle. The Greeks appeared lost. Now Achilles had a best friend called Patroclus. When the Trojans became so bold as to begin setting fire to the Greek ships, Achilles consented to send his pal Patroclus to fight, giving him his own famous armor to wear. The Trojan prince Hector killed brave Patroclus in a battle and took the armor for himself. The death of his best friend devastated Achilles and spurred him into action. He was angry and wanted revenge. Realizing that he had wasted his time and skills, bitterly sitting by his ships, Achilles asked his mother to fetch him new armor from the god of smiths, Hephaestus. His old armor had been taken by Hector, son of Priam, king of Troy, when he slew Patroclus. When Thetis delivered the new armor, Achilles called a council of war and reconciled with Agamemnon, both agreeing that they had acted foolishly. It was payback time. None could stand before the wrath of Achilles. At the sight of him, the Trojans broke rank and scattered, dividing into two bodies. Achilles drove one part across the plain towards the city of Troy and penned the other in a bend of the river. The river god tried to subdue him, but Hephaestus came to the aid of Achilles and dried up the waters with a scorching flame. The stunned Trojan survivors hastened back to behind their walls like a bunch of scared rabbits. Now it was Hector's turn. The two men met and both armies stood back and watched amazed. Hector's plan was to run around the city walls hoping to tire Achilles who had been long inactive. Wrong. Three times Achilles chased Hector around the walls and each time Hector ran for the safety of a gate, Achilles would cut him off. At last, Hector stood to fight and at once Achilles drove his sword through him, gaining revenge for the death of Patroclus. Achilles ignored Hector's dying wish to have his body returned to his father Priam for ransom. Instead, he fastened leather straps to the body of Hector, secured them on his chariot and whipping up his immortal horses Baileus, Xanthus and Pidasus, dragged the corpse three times from the walls of Troy, much to the dismay of the devastated Trojans. Achilles now buried Patroclus and sacrificed horses, two of Patroclus' own hounds and twelve noble Trojan captives, several sons of Priam among them. Still beside himself in grief, at dawn every day, Achilles would drag Hector's body three times around Patroclus' tomb. Finally, at the command of Zeus, Hermes led Priam to the Greek camp one night and he beseeched Achilles to ransom his son's body, throwing himself at the warrior's feet, begging. Oddly enough, 
Priam found Achilles asleep and could have easily killed him, but chose not to. They agreed to exchange the corpse for Hector's weight in gold, and a pair of scales were set up outside the city walls. Hector's body was laid in one pan, and the Trojans were invited to heap their gold in the other until the scales balanced. When at last Priam's treasury was empty, and still Hector's burly corpse was heavier, Polysena, a Trojan princess, threw down her bracelets to provide the missing weight. Impressed at her courage, Achilles offered to exchange the gold for the beautiful woman, and Priam told him that she was freely his if Achilles persuaded the Greeks to depart without Helen, ending the war. No deal. Achilles and his warriors continued their route of the Trojans and pursued them towards the city. But Poseidon and Apollo had pledged to punish certain deaths and also some insolent boasts uttered by Achilles over the corpse of Hector. Apollo sought out Paris during the battle and guided his hand. The arrow of Paris found the only vulnerable spot on Achilles, his right heel, and the greatest hero of the Trojan War died in agony. Others say that it was Apollo himself, disguised as Paris, who struck the fatal shot. A great battle raged over the corpse until finally the Greeks carried dead Achilles through the midst of the enemy and back to their camp, dismayed at the loss of their greatest warrior. To make amends with Thetis, Poseidon promised to bestow on Achilles an island where he would be worshipped and receive divine sacrifices for eternity. The nine muses sang his funeral songs while a host of Nereids offered solace to his mother Thetis. His corpse was buried upon a pyre on the 18th day and his ashes mixed with those of Patroclus, laid in a golden urn made by Hephaestus and buried at Sigium. But Thetis snatched Achilles' soul from the pyre and brought it to the island of Leus where he rejoined his dead friends, including Patroclus. Helen, the cause of the war, was his bride there by some accounts. Yet others claim that Achilles went to Hades where he complains bitterly of his lot in life as he stomps about the Asphodel fields. And other ancient writers say that he married Media of Golden Fleece fame and that they live like king and queen in the Elysian fields or the islands of the blessed. By the way, soon after the Greeks won the Trojan War, utilizing the Trojan horse to sneak in their warriors into the city and sack it. But that's a story for another time. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com so that is i-a-m-s-h-i-n-j-a-n at gmail.com please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family i look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward adios (laughs) 